Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Friday, and uh, that song is called Breathe In, Breathe Out, and that is um, from our guest today that we have in the studio off Sarah Clatton's new CD that just recently released, Here We Are, and it's available now, and um, I'm going to be bringing her on in a few moments. I just have a couple announcements. Really quickly, first of all, welcome to the Friday show, special edition of uh, the Indie Cafe on Red Velvet Media Blog Talk Radio. And uh, I wanted to say really quickly, 
couple things. I have a announcement for um, one of our really good friends in New York, um, Carol Chaos of Chaos Productions. Um, I wanted to let everyone know in, Dece- in, in the theaters, December 9th is going to be a fantastic film, In Excess, Live Baby Live at Wembley Stadium. And uh, it's going to be six years to the day, Live Aid, and five years and a day since the band supported Queen at Wembley Stadium. And In Excess headlined their show at the same venue to sell out to a crowd of 73,000 crazed fans. It was called The Summer of XS. So they did a great uh, concert film, Live Baby Live, directed by David Mallett. And uh, so I wanted to just make that quick announcement. And I wanted to also let everyone know that um, I apologize for for this past Wednesday's show. It was a little, I had to edit the show a little bit. But it is up, and that was with Bobby D in regards to Snoop Dogg's um, tour and or well, Uncle Snoop's Army, I should say. So you can catch that now on Red Velvet Media, Blog Talk Radio, and on iTunes on demand. And with that, I'm going to bring Sarah into the studio and my co-host Spencer Drake. Let me bring Sarah in. Sarah and hello, uh, Spencer. Hey guys. Hey. 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 How's it going? Sarah, what a hello. great song. Well, hello. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I loved, I loved the songs that you sent me, and I was like listening to them, and I was just like, God, they've got such a great rhythm, and 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 I know that you're a cello player, so you want to talk a little bit about that and how you how you and Spencer um, met each other, and a little bit about because this is your second time on our show. Um, it is. I would love. Yeah, and it's right before Christmas, guys. We're getting into the season. And, you know, that song is really special. Um, you want to tell our listeners a little bit about that song? Breathe in, sure, breathe out. I would. And absolutely, and thanks lyrics. so much for having me. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, I do love, love that song. And it's, <laughs> well, I love you guys. It's so fun. It's been, yeah, a couple years since I've been on the show, so I'm I super know. excited to be back. Yeah, so breathe in, breathe out. It um, it I wrote that song with a fabulous songwriter by the name of Chris Cron. My whole record, here we are, that I have out right now. It's such a beautiful project to me because I was really afforded the opportunity to work with a lot of really different people here in Nashville, mm-hmm. and I love the co-writing culture here. And I have spent many years co-writing and uh, getting to write most of this record. Might have there's one song on there that's an instrumental that I wrote, but uh, getting to write this with a bunch of different writers was just so awesome. But Breathe and Breathe Out was really special. I was downtown on Music Row, and uh, it, co-writing in Nashville can kind of be like blind dating because uh, sometimes your publisher will yeah. send you somebody you've never met, and you're like, all right, cool, we'll see how this goes, until you know, you're in a room with someone for like four hours, and it could go either way. So, you know, uh, mm-hmm. my friend, my now friend Chris comes in and it was raining that day. And I remember he had a guitar, not in a case. And he's coming in. I'm like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> like, well, you know? And he walks in. He's like, oh, good. There's a piano here. He's a piano player. And he had had this chord progression, like just in his head 
for a long time part of it, and I believe it was the um, it was almost like the whole structure of this song. But he didn't have any lyrics to mm-hmm. it, and he played the melody or the chorus structure. I was like, oh my god, I love that so much. And this whole record for me has was really a mission to find a sonic place that I could express myself and what would help others feel good in. At the same time, I really wanted to make a product that has a vibe that leaves people walking away feeling good. There's enough in the world that, like, we have enough to feed the negative side. Yeah. So, like, I would, to be able to um, focus on the light and, because we all have light and dark inside of us, and so to really be able to find oh, a group totally. of writers that I could write yep. in the light with. And, you know, it's so funny. We all breathe. But um, it's it's very hard sometimes to remember to do that constantly. Like, I think I really actually do want to get a tattoo that says breathe. Um, so it came from that reminder and from that You're place so of, cute. Oh, my God. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> so so funny. it's just kind of like this whole feel-good mission I've been on. Um, and, mm-hmm. like, really just, you know, as an artist, it, a lot of it, it, you never, it's almost like you don't know what you're going to walk into the room and write and how special it could be. And mm-hmm. I've been very grateful for that magical moment that that song showed up in that room and I was there and I got to uh, be a part of writing it. And I'm, I'm really happy that it's been well received. It's a beautiful song. Don't you think Spence? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. You know, the breathe beautiful. in, the breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, no, that's so true because we're so caught up in so much. And, you know, I thought in, and I've been taught now through my own yoga teacher put my hand on my stomach and be aware of my breathing because mm. sometimes I'm just like, eh, you know, and then if you finally realize, Oh my God, you're just not breathing right. You know, you put your hand on your stomach and then, yeah, cause life is pretty stressful right now head. with a lot of, you know, we get, yeah, we totally, do. we get lost in but, our head and then we forget that yeah. we have a body and we can breathe. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I have to tell you, this music on this latest release is is really cool, Spence. When you hear the second song, which I'm sure you've heard already, it's it's really beautiful. I love the rhythm. I love the you, you know the fact we we want to yeah. talk a little bit about your cello playing and a little bit about how you became a cello player and how it transitioned into what you're doing now. But yeah. um. Yeah, I agree with you on the light and dark. I've always told everyone, you know, there's dark and light in all of us, kind of like the balance, you know. And mm-hmm. everyone says, well, how do you know? And I said, well, stand in the sun and look on the ground. There's a shadow. But the shadow is mm. in the sun, and it's you. So it's the dark and the light, but it's like the balance. So here we go, Star Wars Star Wars conversation we're going to have, right? Yes, I love <laughs> the it. The balance. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, <laughs> I can't yeah, wait. So for the great. New Star- oh, I, well, I, I just got Disney Plus, so I've oh, been watching so all the Star Wars. So your no. comments totally Got appropriate. It. I've been watching them. Oh, Have you guys wait, seen you, the uh, did you, Mandalorian? No, the Mandalorian. I keep telling Spencer Got about it. it. Did you watch the new one yet? Did you watch the one that came out today yet? No, I have not actually, but I will tonight. I haven't either. I haven't <laughs> either. And someone told me there's a new, there's a person brought in from. Uh, the old Star Wars um, materials wow. that are that's introduced besides Baby Yoda, so yeah, this will be kind of cool. Oh my God, Baby anyway, Yoda! I'm sorry, y'all, like I'm sorry, watch it Spencer. just for Baby Yoda. <laughs> oh no, Baby Yoda is adorable. Uh, they have it's to just start too much. Baby Yoda dolls. There has to be little baby doll 
Yoda's. I bet I could get one there. delivered on Amazon Prime in two days already. I bet it's up I there. want one. <laughs> I want one. He's so cute. Anyway, so I'm so sorry. It's just like we fell in love with Baby Yoda. I love his little hands. <laughs> his little hands. And he's supposed to be 500 years old. How is that? I don't know. It's so cute. In fact, anyway. I, I love, uh, you just had, did, did I hear correctly that you just had uh-huh. soup on the show? Well, there's a oh, funny meme. Yeah, Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. Oh, awesome. Bobby D. Awesome. There's this funny meme that, uh, of Yoda and the Mandalorian, they're in the ship, and they've, like, replaced Yoda pushing buttons and like they've like edited yeah, yeah, this yeah. little video where there's like Snoop Snoop's music is on it. It's so hilarious that I don't know these two. No, things. I I'm haven't seen so that. Have you seen it? Oh, I have seen It's that. hilarious. Oh, it's too oh, cute I'll and gangster. <laughs> oh no, I have to find that. Anyway. That is funny, but that was a trippy show. I had to edit the show a lot because um, uh, we had little we had a little snafu with uh, timing, but. Sorry, Spencer. It was, it was. No, no. This conversation's like going left, but I, I want to say, yeah, no, um, no. I mean, yeah, it was, it was a, it was a great interview. Bobby D's a fantastic person. I mean, all the different tours he's doing, and I was just blown away with all the different things he talked about. But, you know, I want to ask you: Are you going to be going on tour now with the new, with the new stuff that you just recently finished? Well, that's uh, it's been a crazy past year, and I'm I'm still figuring out what I'm doing. I'm actually working on a new record right now. What? Uh, no way. So this record's got no kind way. of a crazy story. So here we are. It's actually been out since November of 2018, but it uh, uh-huh. the day the album came out, uh, it's really crazy. Hold on to your horses. So the day that the album came out in November, the uh-huh. parent company to the companies I was signed with, I was signed with a management label and uh, publishing company here in town, the parent company who owned all those three companies, the day my album came out, the FBI raided the offices of, uh, of his in Salt Lake City because he'd been wow. convicted of a $175 million Ponzi scheme. Oh, jeez. No So way. that is, yeah, exactly. So, and there was so many people affected wow. by this, it, like this crazy ripple effect of, you know, 90 people lost their jobs, you know, all that. So basically for all of my all of my career everything was put on hold because i didn't know oh, i didn't wow, know like okay Sarah, what does this i didn't mean? know that like it's really wild right so it became this thing where like okay well that is my wild. team unfortunately abandoned me i mean everybody was like completely taken yeah. you know aback by this and so but i was left completely to deal with it by myself but luck, I'm so grateful for my community here. But, I, you know, the team that I initially had thought was my team ended up not being my team. And everybody was put in this situation where, um, <clears throat> excuse me, to, for me to, like, to finally, to actually terminate my contracts, I spent eight months battling the FBI. <laughs> so, wow. Uh, oh, and it my wasn't God. because I couldn't get them terminated. But because of the unusual nature of this situation, I didn't know if, mm-hmm. like, okay, um, they're trying to pay back all the people who had invested in this guy who he turned around the money mm-hmm. and, you know, he did from the Ponzi scheme. So I didn't know if they were like going to come after Sarah Clant, the artist, and I'm going to have to recoup all this stuff. So wow. basically I was oh in God. a, in a battle where I needed to, um, 
I wanted those contracts terminated. I, I wanted all my intellectual property back and I wanted to be in full control yep. of my business again. And I, I'm, I mean, I called, I live in Nashville and I was calling around and taking lawyer meetings and we my now Nashville. manager who's, I love, I'm very, I mean, you know, there's silver linings and lessons and beautiful things everywhere. As shitty as the situation was, it has taught me so much about myself and about the business and has really been very empowering in the long run, but it was definitely yeah. traumatic at first. And, but I have a great lawyer here. There's great entertainment lawyers here and there's a lot actually being done um, on songwriters behalf to fight for their rights. And so I'm, I actually came into um, having this issue at a very interesting time where there had recently been some precedents that, that were helping me towards getting my stuff back. So I well, got my career back for a steal. I, the, I think the hardest yay. part of it may have been. I did. I, I, I got my settlement in July. And to, until July, like, I, I didn't know if I could talk about it. You had to be on one. So I couldn't. Yeah, yeah no, I, I got it. About I this. got it. I've heard yeah. of it before. I could have. Yeah. There was like, I didn't know if there would be a confidentiality agreement in my settlement. Like, hey, you can't ever talk about this. And so. I had literally just raised $25,000 on Kickstarter to go on tour to tour this record. But suddenly I can't work. I can't do anything. I can't even tell my Kickstarter backers or my Patreon members or anybody, any of my fans that this is going on. But like if that had not happened and had Kickstarter not like um, they have to identify you and you get uh, directly deposited to whoever's hosting it. Right. So luckily like all that came to me and I was able to get through this, with that and like the whole plan changed and it wasn't until July I could really talk to people about it and um yeah so now I'm I'm sort of in this unique place where I'm starting over but I'm not I've been um a solo artist beautiful music thank you and so I'm in this place where I got the opportunity to really evaluate my business and see okay what's working what's (laughs) not when I hire team again what's it going to be like and it's a really beautiful kind of sort of clean slate in a way. Um, but I'm very grateful to have just the people who supported me from like the place I found to live when I had to move after all this, cause I went through a pretty big breakup. Oh, and, wow. Um, had a lot of physical health issues. Can you imagine that? Like I, it was just That's like crazy. one, the physical Ugh. stress that you experience Ooh. in personal yeah. and professional, like definitely physically manifest. And I was experiencing that. So this year has been a year of healing and learning and empowering. And I'm, um, actually getting into the studio in um, two great. weeks to record de- demos for the new record. So that's oh, exciting. That's and, uh, and breathe in, breathe cool out, be- Sarah. Oh, breathe yeah. In, well, actually, out. what's been super cool, what I did to celebrate, if you will, what I did to celebrate getting all of that back was I am a creator on Patreon, which is an awesome crowdfunding platform where instead of – Oh, yeah, let's per, give your um, website out. And, let's give your yeah, website so out. Yeah, so Patreon – yeah, so there's sarahclanton.com, but – where I've really been cultivating my team, especially since all of this, because I've just been so taken aback by the kindness of my fans. And um, I've just had people reach out to me and help me in ways that I could have never like even dreamed to ask for. And I realized through all of this, like, you know, it really is when we all show up, like the fans who come to see the songs or to see the shows and then they listen and they stream and they interact, like it wouldn't work up if we didn't, it didn't, wouldn't work if we all didn't show up and have that relationship. And so I um, released on Patreon, and it is available to uh, my members now, uh, a acoustic version of Here We Are, which, is, uh, which includes Breathe In, Breathe Out. Oh, and I took away all the right. instruments, yep. and it's just cello and voice, and 
It's seven of the songs. And so that's there on patreon.com slash Sarah Clanton. And so there's like where people, it's really great. I love Patreon because instead of like with Kickstarter where you, um, which is also a great platform. I've loved, I've been very grateful for that too, but instead of just playing uh, or paying for one uh, pledge where you just get the CD on Patreon, you're actually subscribing. Like you do like to Netflix, you get access to like your favorite creators, um, yeah, like their channels are behind the scenes and right. it's a monthly subscription, um, to the, to the vision of the artists you love. And it's a much more like sustainable place where it, it's so cool because I've really been able to, um, that's a great place for income. And, um, I don't, I'm just very grateful for those places where I can interact with my fans and know what they like. And they've been there mm. for me and that's so cool. And that's why we do this. You know, we're all, we all really need each other. So. Right. Right. No, absolutely. Yeah. So, Spencer, do you have any questions? Do you want to well, ask I, I her about, a little bit about when she started I learned about this platform that Sarah was saying. Yeah. It's very interesting. Um, it should be more out there, it. you know, this platform, because I know mm-hmm. a lot of musicians don't mention it, but I think it's great. I mean, this sounds like a more personal, interactive type thing with the fans and everything, so Sounds very exciting. Yeah, it's like a dollar a month. I've got, yeah, it's really cool. So I first found out about Patreon um, when I was uh, actually doing some, I ran merch, the merch table for a few nights on the band uh, Pomplamoose. They had a tour in 2014, and I got to meet the band Pomplamoose. And Jack and Natalie of the duo Pomplamoose, Jack is the co founder, Jack Conti is the co founder of Patreon. So that's when I first learned Uh about it. I was like, oh, this is really cool. Nobody knew about it really. Then they've grown a lot. Um, I, I'm wow. so happy to see them entering the conversation now. And really, like, it's so incredible because I've got um, my patrons. I call them my cello braiders. You can subscribe anywhere from, like, $1 a month up to $20 a month, and I write letters, and we have kind of special interactions. But I release music That's that so I don't cool. put anywhere else on Patreon. Yeah, and yeah. it's, like, less than you would pay for a cup of coffee one time, you know, a month. And you're actually making an impact, mm-hmm. making an impact in the artists that you love life. Like you're keeping their lights on, you're putting gas in their tank, you're getting the band on the road. It's, it's so amazing. Cause you know, we all, we have to create that salary for ourselves. And so it's almost like a place where the fans are creating the time. And it is where the fans are creating time and resources for the artists to actually do what they want. So, um, and do what, you know, the fans love, which is create this stuff. <laughs> so, yeah, it's mm-hmm. really, really awesome. Patreon.com. And there's not just musicians. Like, I've one of my favorite things to follow on YouTube now is called um, Sailing La Vagabond. And they're a couple with this young child. This infant, oh, I've seen that. The world. I've seen that. Yeah. Yeah, yep. I've seen it. Found them. Yep. And a friend. They just took Greta yeah, and her, across the ocean. Yeah. yeah. And a friend of mine who's a chef has a Patreon page. He um, right. does oh. He does food. And then he has private cooking videos that he'll, you know, do with people. It's great, you know. So this is like the way so of the awesome. future, I guess. I don't know. but um, It really is. It's so cool. But, yeah. But your music, I want to get back to your music real quick here. Your yeah. music is just really, really cool. And Thank that's you. what I want to know, like, a little bit more, because I know we talked about it last time we had you on a little bit about your um, playing the cello and how you got into where you, besides the FBI crap, which thank God that's <laughs> behind you, right? 
Um, and it's all how did you get into now. music and stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So I sort of brief synopsis uh, of my of my history. My father is a retired nuclear engineer, and my mother is a retired opera singer and music educator. She also is very oh, wow. crafty and quilts and all that. Yeah, so I come from kind of a, I feel like I'm a beautiful combination of left and right brains. And when I was nine years old, we were living in Colorado, and they gave us an, uh, like a petting zoo of instruments in the gym. I was in fifth grade, and I remember oh, wow. walking around the room, and I thought, maybe I want to play French horn, maybe I want to play flute, um, but I couldn't blow into either of them. And I sat down with the cello, and one of my favorite things about going to see productions, my mom would take us to a lot of stuff when I was younger, um, I shoot like Phantom of the Opera and things like that. My favorite thing during all these productions was at the Kennedy Center in Maryland, where um, that's where I was born in Maryland. And so when we'd go to the Kennedy Center in DC area, we would, uh, I'd love to hear the orchestra tune in the pit. Like that was my favorite thing. And so when I sat down with the cello, oh, really? and I'd yeah. like, I was like, oh, this is great. I pulled this bow across the string, didn't know what I was doing, but I, I was like, oh, this this is right. Okay, this is cool. Like, it literally was like, sat there, this feels right, and, you know, 25-plus years later, I'm still playing it. Um, but it's definitely been quite the journey because uh, I had fun in the orchestra, and I didn't really take private lessons. I just kind of learned and by, uh, like, being in the orchestra and the ensemble, and I was so elated to carry this big thing around. Like, some of my extended family was like, why are you playing this huge instrument? And I was like, I don't know. I don't care to carry it around. It's great. And uh, so I played through high school and I got a college, uh, I have a classical degree in cello and I went to Furman University in Greenville, South Carolina for that. But I just was not happy with, like, I love music, spent all my, you know, all my money growing up on going to concerts and going to buy new music on Tuesdays. And it was just always going out and experiencing music. And I grew up in a pretty conservative atmosphere where um like I wasn't really allowed to watch a lot of things um and I didn't I had to sneak R&B radio <laughs> I remember listening to like rock and roll on detention um not that like rock and roll was forbidden but there was definitely some stuff that was not as uh accepted in a Southern Baptist conservative household when I was younger but uh we've all grown a lot and but so I had to discover a lot of things on my own but and I just there's something inside me. It was uh, going to see Sandy Patty play when I was four years old. My mom says that I told them on the way to the concert that I was going to meet her that night. And she invited all the kids on stage to come and dance and play or dance and sing along to this song. And Sandy Patty had this friendship company tape, this cassette tape. It was pink. It's how I learned how to spell friend. I can still remember the melody. So excited to be there, got to dance on stage, and all I remember is walking towards the end of the stage at the end of the song and my, seeing my dad at the bottom of the stairs, and then this arm grabbed me. And it was Sandy Patty, and she had me on the microphone, oh, wow. and she was like, you were the craziest dancer, or whatever she said, and I just loved it. And there's this Polaroid of me, and I remember feeling like this is, I want to be on stage in that moment. Um, and, but the class, I love that I have a classical degree. I couldn't do what I do without it. However, there was this disconnect for me where like all I knew to do as a cello player was to be in an orchestra. Like that's, there's no other model for like the girl in the orchestra who wants to be a rock and roll star, or, you know, you know like, there's, there was no model for that. And then, uh, so I got a classical degree and, but my senior year of Furman, I took an internship in Nashville and I got to 
come here for a summer and write music for commercials and I'd never seen number charts or people improv and I was like oh my god they came up with that right on the spot oh my god like that's so cool and I fell in love with this city and I was 21 I think but I I, this, I had still never played out in front of anybody by myself never sang a song hadn't written a song hadn't I didn't even know what an open mic was and so I had a very unique first experience here in that I still knew I wanted to do what I'm doing right now in this moment of 2019, but I didn't know how I was going to get there. So I went back to school and then um, at Furman and I graduated, at, but my senior year also, I met this goofy kid in my sociology class who was like, hey, I play in this band and we play open mic every Wednesday. Will you come play cello with us? And so I started going out every night in Greenville, South Carolina and um, met folks like uh, Marcus King, who was coming up in the scene too. I don't know if y'all know who he is. Marcus King is fabulous. And there's mm-hmm. all kinds of other amazing musicians in the Greenville, South Carolina area that just took me under their wing and they were like, whoa, you play the cello. That's so cool. And then it gets out of the box and you can do so much with it. And I, my mind was just blown. And I, so I started to kind of side celloing in bands and making things up. I was like, I knew some, the- I knew my theory so I could kind of get along and I found I really liked making music, making up music instead of reading it all the time off the page. And then I saw Ben Soli play when I went to Bonnaroo in 2000, gosh, I don't know, 2008 or nine maybe. Uh-huh. And I saw this guy play cello and sing at the same time. He was covering <laughs> Arnold Barkley and Fiona Apple. And I was like, holy shit. Oh, my God. It was a light bulb moment. I had been wow. living in a house with five dudes for two years and there's guitars all around. And I was like learning to play guitar to have something to sing with, but it just didn't feel, didn't resonate with me. <laughs> but it didn't feel like the right thing. And um, when I saw Ben Soli play, I, it was like a literal light bulb moment. And that's when I started singing and songwriting on the cello. And I found other different out-of-the-box things to do, like go to the Swannanoa Gathering in Asheville, North Carolina, where you could take songwriting classes. And um, so I had studied music my whole life. But getting to study the art of songwriting really didn't start for me on a very focused level, even though I'd kept a journal and I've written poetry since I was eight years old, you know, whatever you want to constitute. Mm-hmm. Like I've been writing for a long time, but um, it really wasn't until my early 20s that I started to really hone in on the craft of songwriting and really listen to my insides and be like, that's what I want to do. And I told myself I'd move to Nashville by the time I was 30, so my 30th year, I got a divorce and I moved to Nashville. So, um, oh, wow. <laughs> but it's been quite the journey. And like, even like the five years I've been here, have just been wild. And I, I wouldn't trade a moment for it because I've, I've learned so much. And um, I'm crazy because even through all of, all of the ups and downs and not knowing how I'm going to do what I want to do, I, I, I can't imagine doing anything else. So that's how I know I'm possessed. So um, really, what I did was I made up made oh, up you're stuff so till I found what I like. Exactly. <laughs> oh my hey, God. Sarah, I gotta cut That's in right. here. I gotta cut in yes, here please. because I I gotta uh, listen. You gotta know this. I really discovered you in New York, and uh, you sure we did. were in the very beginning. And Judith and I mm-hmm. designed a beautiful CD for you, right? And um, yep. It was like your music was incredible. I mean, when I first saw you downtown, you were in this little, what is it, the Rock Hall? It was like a little uh, that. Yeah, Rockwood Music Hall. Yeah, Rockwood Music, which has great stuff uh, turned on for new musicians. But anyway, I saw you 
and he said, and I heard this music come out, <laughs> you're playing cello. I said, this is crazy. I said, this is really different. <laughs> you know, this is like very creative, and it's what you're saying. Um, I mean, the cello is an amazing instrument. I mean, you've made it into something really amazing. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. It means a lot to me. I um, I will never forget that night that we met because I saw you walk in. You were like walking down the street, and this is another <laughs> one of those crazy universe wonderful timing things because yeah. I was supposed to be playing at Ebenezer's that night, but for some really? reason the wow. show didn't. Yeah, and the show didn't work out, and so my friend I had another friend who was playing at Rockwood that night, and so he offered to let me and my other friend who was there with him, like sit in on his set and basically do a round where we each just went around and played songs. And I remember we were up there and it was packed that night. Like I'm, it was, they were so full. I, it was so awesome. My first time playing rock. And here comes this guy. I remember, you had white rimmed glasses. I remember that. And you walked by and you like looked in the window, like, what the, is that, you know? And what the um, hell is going on here? Right. Yeah. So you come in and you sat in the back by the window and I was like, this guy's like really into it, I think, or, you know, something, so, and then when we ended up talking and, uh, and I think my favorite thing about that spontaneous relationship that we've built yeah. over the, that was 2011, I think. Yeah, um, ago, so that right? was a little while ago. Is that my favorite, my favorite memory of us said is yeah. catching up every Monday morning after watching Dexter. Like we, after oh, yeah, night, man. We, Dexter. we figured oh, that we yeah, were right. watching Dexter. <laughs> so when it still came out once a week before all the streaming <laughs> stuff and you can binge watch it, you and I would like call each other and have you call you Dexter, right? Oh God, you're right. Oh, I love it. I tell people about that all the time. Like, <laughs> I miss Well, that. you know, I'll, I'll tell you something. It, it's amazing how it occurred because I was waiting for, Another, I don't know if it was James McCartney. Someone else was playing down there, and and you were playing at this venue. And I said, well, you know, I got a lot of time left. I'm going to see who this person is and what this group is. And that's how it was. If I didn't, if I didn't go there that early, I would have never seen. But you know, this is how things get together in life. Holly knows about this. You know, it's like the sink of certain things coming in in life. Mm-hmm. You don't, you can't explain it, but it's all good. You know, the good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I love that. I love that. So true. Yeah. It's almost like when you just quit one, like quit trying so hard. That's when it falls into place, you know. <laughs> you just just do, and it and it happens. Yeah, like if we had been like, no, we're just gonna not play this show tonight. I mean, there's actually a couple people from that same night when when we met Spencer that um, uh, I still talk to that are actually Patreon. Oh, great! Celebrators really? <laughs> who are my wow. Yeah, and I, that was another funny thing because I. I remember that night I had like DVDs of a live performance. I didn't have a CD or anything. I had I was selling DVDs, which is hilarious, of like one song, anything I had, you know. And um, this woman and her husband like came up to me, bought a DVD, and then the next morning offered <laughs> to fly me up two weeks later for a house party. And so oh, I did wow. that. And that, oh wow! And it was just one of it's just so cool. You never know. And and when I have, I do actually. Um, what's been a cool byproduct of all the craziness of uh, this past year and just my experience of throwing myself in the music industry and being like, I'm going to figure it out as I go. Is <laughs> that, um, I've been doing some artist consulting, which has been a really wonderful thing because I love helping, wow. especially young women feel empowered about what they're doing and feel they can Good. really go after it. And um, mm-hmm. whatever people are like telling me, Oh, it must be so easy to, or well, 
what they say. They um, these young artists that I they talk to that they just think they're like, oh, if I only have this, if I only have that, then I'll make it. You know, or like, right. and I'm like, well, mm-hmm. what do you want a manager to do? What do you even know what you want from a manager? And then it's like, oh, well, I'm not going to go to this thing because, like, I don't, you know, is it even worth it to go to that music conference? And I'm like, look, if you don't go, you don't know. So the worst thing that is going to happen is nothing, but something could happen, and you just have to go and do your thing and know there's no one else who can do you. So. Go I mean, on let me ask you a so. question, Sarah. I got to ask you a question. How do you market uh, your product? Is it you find it difficult? Do you find it okay? Uh, you know what I'm saying? Well, she's doing Patreon, yeah. right? You're doing the Patreon. Yeah, it's page. like not linear, right? So it's it's yeah. interesting because um, in theory, you know, the streaming thing is a great idea because you can listen. Mm-hmm. You know, if an artist can get paid for every stream, then that you're getting paid for every you know more than just uh, one time. CD purchase. However, you know, we all know it doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. So it's very, it's not linear. You know, I get, um, you know, there's touring and there's, uh, there is some digital, dis- digital royalties that come in. There's Patreon. Um, mm. And I do other things like I teach cello and I teach voice and I do the artist consulting. Oh, thing. And so the marketing, there's so many things you can do, right? I mean, there's a service for everything. There's an app for everything. So it's actually very Mm -hmm. easy to get paralysis. And so Mm -hmm. what I've been trying to do is just focus on a few things and do those things. Well, Um, I've been, uh, I just, I love meeting people and I love building relationships and I love getting out there and um, seeing the world. And it's, it's really interesting how there's been some other byproducts. Like I never thought I would be doing some artist consulting. I, I would like to do a little bit more of that, but also I, um, there's, there's a lot of opportunity for brand deals and um, being affiliate partners and uh, working with other like-minded companies on the internet to promote each other. And yeah. um, so basically, you know, like it's, I mean, it's like um, paid advertising on my page for, you know, products that I support, but that also support me. And so that's a new interesting frontier for me of being, wow. a, I guess it would that's be called good. a micro micro influencer is what I learned. I've learned about this term. So, because um, it, it's uh, it's really kind of a cool adventure. You just have to figure out what works for you. Because I think what's happening right now in the music business, we're in this incredible, incredible time where we can do anything. Like the old model is dead. That shit doesn't work anymore. It might work for a few, but like to you, it is more possible than ever to have a sustainable artist career. It's not all just the guy in his well, van, well, and it's well, not well, all just Taylor Sarah, Swift. I got to say something. The, the, the thing that you mentioned is poignant because the thing that is number one is you own your own publishing. You don't have to mm-hmm. give it away like in the old days to any uh, company. And also, uh, what I'm getting a handle on here, this is a great show because – I was looking at Patreon on the internet, and it seems so overwhelming. I mean, it seems mm. like there's got to be a lot of musicians that need to see this. I know there's a lot of musicians that I don't don't even know about it, but th- this is something you brought in that musicians have to key to because of the networking. It's got a lot of different areas. It's all connecting. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like I think I could put my business in there in sense because oh, there's, totally. a, there's a business totally. frame like, in there, I saw. Yep. So I said, my God, I don't, I'm so glad you came on and told us about this. And I uh, love talking about this. It's so great because yeah. I've seen it work in so many people's lives, and it works on my own. I mean, consistency is key, but it works really great for people who have – 
for example, a podcast. So I, uh, I haven't told you guys about this yet, but I am now also part-time mermaiding. So I, uh, I released I an underwater music video, pictures. right? Oh my God. So I have the song I right? It's so fun. So for a song that's on my record, here we are called, I can see you. I, I grew up a swimmer uh-huh. and um, and a musician, and I wanted to bring these worlds together. So I was like, I called my videographer here. I said, Jeremy, Jeremy Ryan, can you can we do this? Like, and he was like, Sure, I've never done it, but let's do it. I had no idea yet that like this was even like a whole niche market world thing. So I mm. we take a couple of GoPros. I buy three cellos, really cheap shitty cellos to submerge underwater. We make a video in uh, like our friend's pool, and mm. it was awesome. And I do this big party and release it right before the Ponzi scheme. Actually, it was like a week before. But the, we had this epic, epic release party for the record. It was awesome. We premiered wow. underwater music video, that is and so cool. and it ha- right and happenstance again. This is one of those cool. You never know what's gonna happen. Things is I have a friend there. He was like, oh my god, I had no idea that you were into underwater stuff. My girlfriend is a professional mermaid. Okay, so oh, now right. I, get, I get it. I get invited onto the Everyday Mermaid podcast that's here in great. town. I mean, and I'm on. It's on the internet. You can look her up. Um, it's Lauren yeah. and Abby, and it's Everyday Mermaid podcast. Wow. And that's they um, are so awesome. We have actually there's um, we have a whole we have 63 members of our Nashville Mermaid Pod here in town. It's this big beautiful community that I'm so grateful. It's just so like joyful. You know, it's another one of those just it's fun. It feels good. Anyway, I digress. Abby and Lauren with Everyday Mermaid Podcast, they are on Patreon. So if you want to financially support this, you're getting episodes before anywhere else you're getting. So like if you're the biggest thing is like on Patreon, it's all about consistent content, just releasing stuff. But it's so cool because yeah, anybody can go in there and be like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. And if you've got super fans or fans or friends or family want to support you, they can. And yeah, it's it's super epic, and I've I really had a fire under my ass this year about when I see artists, and I I struggle with this too, and I see artists down on themselves, like, oh, you know, I think we sometimes think that we have to be super mega famous to satisfy some kind of like made it within ourselves that we need to kind of look at redefining because if you can make six figures and like you don't have the hassle of a lot of the stuff that comes with some of those bigger things. It's like yeah. AKA having to go through a lot more people to get approval. Like I love, I love, I release so much stuff on Patreon. Like I do these 24 hour albums where I sit at home and I record as many songs as I wow. can in 24 hours. And the only people who get that are my Patreon members. You know, I've got to bring in, I've got to bring in, I've got to bring in something private, very right? important. I think the other mm-hmm. important thing is YouTube. I saw an amazing yes. interview on Access TV, um, and, and I want you to know that Access TV is supporting for me and Judah to do a doc cool. film on us. They said, why don't you go to a director? We were in talk with a director to do a doc film. Anyway, the Access TV interview with Dan Rather was about the importance of YouTube as a so, and I'm on there. We're, we're going to do an art of vinyl show. I've got three radio interviews on there. I mean, it, it's crazy. But I, I post all the, my videos from Patreon to from YouTube. To yeah, Patreon. yeah. YouTube you know, is yeah. a very important function right I wanna, now. I want to. I want to ask you guys something. The whole YouTube thing. They've changed all their policies now. I don't know if you guys know that. Have you had to sign all those new changes that they've done? 
Were they no. own all the content now? Not at all. No, not at yeah, all. Yeah, they're Holly. owning. They're owning. No, all we're the okay. We're now. okay. I could tell you this because the no, but person I'm just who runs on YouTube yeah. now. That YouTube is, is good. No, no, YouTube, I people. have no problems. We have no problems with YouTube. We, I got, I got several things on there. By the way, they're really big. And the person yeah, who I know has we both do, but I'm just saying, YouTube itself is changing its policies. It's becoming more. They are owning the content, which is a little right. scary for me. You know. Well, that's interesting. Um, I'd like to learn more about it. I'm not fully educated on yeah, that side, but I do know that YouTube, because. Well, December I know that was like, right it's now. Changing. I can still monetize. Well, you know, you know, it's funny you said this because I would think it'd be an advantage for me because I have radio interviews on it, so I want to get known. <laughs> so if they're gonna like do something, yeah, YouTube but they're really but they're important. they're getting rid of a lot of stuff. That's the thing that they're doing. They're they're getting rid of certain categories, and they're making hmm. it more just all music, and they're not letting people put other things up. Well, Holly, let's put it this way. On the music area, that's fine, because that's what was being talked about in Axis. But I think that's good. I think that's good. Well, honestly, I'm not sure on the details about all of that. I mean, I don't know. There's always there's always something. but And that's always evolving. I know. They constantly, like algorithms, you know, all that stuff is constantly changing. But, like, to zoom out and, like, from a total just consumer standpoint, I was actually just speaking with my – uh, with my boyfriend about this earlier today, who's awesome, incredible musician songwriter as well. His name is Andy Becky, and uh, he and I were talking about this. And I was like, anytime someone, when I'm on the road, and I go out and I play shows and I do a lot of stuff in schools and go give presentations to um, auditoriums full of string kids and show them like, hey, this is what I do with my <laughs> my classical background. I'm like, made it up. Woo! Um, whenever I'm out there doing that. Um, I'd say the top question I get is, are you on YouTube? Before, right. can I right. buy a CD? Right. Can I, do you have a website? Or are you Vimeo on Instagram is probably the second yeah. one. But the top two I get mm-hmm. are, are you on YouTube and what's your Instagram? And those are the two right. I Instagram get from, from, yeah. from my consumers. Uh, I mean, again, Holly's very big on Instagram. Holly consumers. is very big on Me Instagram. Me too, I love it. It's I my like, favorite. But I think it I really depends on Instagram. knowing your demographic. Yeah, it's great. It's I like great. I like Instagram because I can control more of my content, but yeah, you know, true. and and my That's audience true. and you know my That's branding, true. but mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I am on Facebook still, but I'm very limited on Facebook. I I right. have my own personal, but I have my business on there too. But on YouTube, I have a lot, and actually was putting up a lot of our interviews in a lot of my own interviews that I've done mm-hmm. and then putting them up with that and YouTube since they said that they're going to own everything I've pulled it all because they it's December 10th like seriously look at the new things that they're going to be doing on December 10th it's a good I'm and curious a ba- about a what's going to happen side. with well I wonder how that's going to work with um because there have been major shifts over the years about how people can yeah. monetize on YouTube. So right. I wonder yeah. how that would affect me. Cause like right now I, there's like systems in place where, you know, anytime someone uses anything from here, we are, you know, that is, that's an av- that's an income uh, avenue for, 
um, a revenue stream yeah, for artists. Right. Like, look yeah. at it. So I'm curious. Definitely yeah, will. I think it it's always good to be says. aware that's of all, all that. Yeah. Well, it's so easy to click through all I this. Just, I was listening to an NPR like inter, or, uh, inter, uh-huh. or podcast the other day about, um, mm-hmm. I wish I could remember which one it was. It must have been some TED Talk thing, but um, about how they sat down with a group of people around a huge table and they like started and didn't stop until they went around the table and they finished reading all like 32 bajillion pages of whatever like terms and service agreements you sign as it, like when you're signing up for mm-hmm. an app. And, and it was like, like it took them three straight days to read it like without stopping so like you know we go through and we sign up for all these apps and stuff and we like give away all these and and like we can't possibly keep up with it but we have to have Mm -hmm. the app to you know and we gotta have the app to get you know blah 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 so but I also love it because I love Instagram and I love that I can keep (laughs) in touch with people from everywhere so you know there's light and dark there too (laughs) yeah (laughs) no it's good to be aware for sure I know that's that's very that's very true. You know, getting back to you and playing, are you doing any um, uh, indie nights? Are you or are you going into you know where are you going to the mic open mic nights? Doing anything like that? Yeah, sure. And to like totally finally answer your question, yes, I am getting on the road next year. I do a lot of house concerts too. That's actually one of my favorite ways to make money on the road. And just like, actually it's one of the most sustainable things I should say, rather than like make money because it's, it's not just like a, like usually it depends on the situation or the house concert, but it's, it's not usually like what we like to call an anchor gig, but like it is my favorite way to build community. Like I, I, I feel like I'm in a place where everybody wants to be there and we're like, I'm not making fans. I'm making friends and family and like they're everywhere. And it's so cool to get to like sit and be with the people who are, out of anything else they could be doing with their entire life in that moment they're there to listen to your music and to have an opportunity to share a little bit more energy than just me being on stage is like super special so I've been touring around a lot and doing house concerts and um, I'm like I am attending the Folk Alliance International Conference um, and I just went to the Northeastern Regional Folk Alliance and and here in Nashville now there's a Wednesday night every Wednesday here in Nashville at um, my friend my friend owns a bar called Dee's Country Cocktail Lounge it's like the best place to hang out in town. It's so great. There's a writer's night on Wednesday and on December 23rd, I'm going to be hosting a writer's night um, called the Madison Guild. So I build the night. And, and where is that going to, to be come at? Play. It's called Dee's Country Cocktail Lounge in Madison, okay. Tennessee. And uh, yeah. And so, and that's, uh, I'll be posting about that stuff too, but I'm, I'm playing in town mostly for the next month or so besides uh, going out to, um, going to New Orleans to go to Folk Alliance. And I'm also working with a couple different microphone companies. And, um, oh, really? Doing, Which uh, one? Yeah. Uh, right now I've been mostly working with, I've got something new. I'm not sure I'm allowed to mention yet. New microphone company, but I'm going to get to go do some fun photo shoots for to help promote their new product. But I, oh, I, I love working with, um, I work with Telefunken and DPA microphones and they've been quite supportive oh, nice. and I really appreciate them. And, um, I work with NS mm-hmm. Design, and uh, it's been really wonderful to, like, even build that side. I couldn't do what I do without, like, these companies that make playing my oh, yeah. classical instrument possible. And actually, the thing Your that bass, really changed yeah. my life is my carbon exactly. fiber instrument. I play a carbon fiber cello, so now I check my instrument under oh, the really? airplane, and I can clean it with Windex. 
Oh, wow. It's it's by a company called Lewis and Clark Instruments out of Massachusetts. They're really great. So, um, yeah, so I am, I'm working on, I'm in this like massive rebuilding stage, you know, like planning the tour and I'm making this new record and what am I going to do with it? And, um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I've been spending more time on the YouTube stuff on, or like going live on shows more. I've been actually playing live shows from Facebook and Instagram with a lot of success, whether it be to sell tickets or people actually like will tip via PayPal or Venmo. And um, while I'm just playing on Facebook live. So I've been trying to take time to really like interact with my fans and my community more uh, before I get back on the mm-hmm. road. Cause I just really, when I get back out there, I want the venues to be right. I want the audiences to, I want to meet the audience where they are, where they need me and kind of taking time to see where that all fits um, instead right, of just kind of right. rushing into it. I'm excited right. about, yeah, yeah. So totally. I want to Great. spell your name out for our audience. Um, again, it's S-A-R-A-H, and then it's C-L-A-N-T-O-N. And then That's right. if you put that in and put in music, you've got the videos and stuff like that. I yeah, you can, to, get to, um, you can go to sarahclanton.com and you can get to my Spotify, YouTube, Instagram. You can get to all the things yep. from my uh, okay. website there. Good. I need to extend this show real quick because I know Spencer has to talk about a few things. Um, yeah. And then um, what I wanted to ask you about were the other tracks that are on this um I know that we're gonna be playing a song so slow it down. Do you wanna talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that before we go into the end of the show? Sure, I would love to and I'm I'm very especially grateful you chose this one to end the show with because this is another one of those um working in reminders I give myself that I think other people may find helpful. <laughs> uh I wrote this mm-hmm. song with Kenny Fleetwood and it was a rainy day in Nashville and we were both kinda um, getting to know each other and I uh, had met him just kind of randomly but I really liked his vibe and Kenny is an amazing artist himself he's got a cool band called Arrow Kids and writes with everybody uh, here in the pop world and in LA and um, he and I got together and I wanted to like write a little bit differently I want to throw myself a curveball so we started with um, just that the cello lick that's in there the da and then uh, we built you know on top of that, and then and I sang over it. So it's mm-hmm. it's definitely a little bit different, but it's a beautiful reminder to wow. be in the moment and to give yourself the permission to slow it down. So exactly. I'm glad yeah. I want to say something really quickly about that. That sure. that what you just said. The the um dun it that thing. Yeah. Every single time that came on, and it was talking that part you know, of the song. You know what it reminds me of is a grandfather clock. Like it's like a clock. Oh. It's like it's, it's like almost like because as I was hearing it, every single time you're talking about slowing it down and then it goes to like the tick tock tick tock time. Oh my god, did it you reminded watch the music video for this? 
No. You should go watch my music video for this. You're, you're going to oh, wow. freak out. There's clocks. There's clocks involved. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, you should, I know. So, way. a little synopsis of the video. I, so, I work with this guy named Jeremy Ryan here. And for uh-huh. this music video, I wanted to do a little something different. And um, I have. Yeah, uh, really I'm, different. I'm, I'm really singing cool. in it. But I have a woman, um, my, one of my dear friends here in town named Laurel Desmaris. She's a Pilates and dance teacher. She's got a company called May of a Movement here, and she's just the best. I was like, I called her spontaneously. We are on set for this video. I was like, we need something different. And I was like, Laurel, will you come and dance? Just improv dance <laughs> over these projections on the wall. And wow. it's just incredible, like, what happened in the moment. I made these great uh, they're called Mexican 55s. They're champagne, tequila, and lime juice, and agave. And they were so great. We had a blast. Oh, wow. So you should check out check out the Slow Down Music video. I, I, you'll appreciate that. I can't believe you just said that. That's so oh, cool. Wow. I didn't even mean to do that. <laughs> no, I swear. When I heard the song and, and the way that you went to slow it down, and then I heard that it was like tick. It was almost like a grandfather clock swinging back and forth like that sound to me. So cool. That's what it so reminded cool. me of. How oh, funny. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's super That's super cool, Sarah. And, you know, thank you. Spencer and I really are really excited about this new music and um, wish you, like, the best and all those really Thank cool you. things you have coming up. Yeah. Now, are these dates all posted on your website? Uh, they are actually about to be. So, yes, they should be by okay. uh, the next couple of days. I, I do post, um, if people are wondering if I am on Facebook, I do post events there too, but they should all be up on my website here very shortly. Good. Oh, cool. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right. Do you want to stick around for some of the some of the things that um, Spencer and I are going to talk about? We we have a couple of things we just wanted to talk sure. a little bit about. He went to an event last night, and I'm working on a few things, and we just wanted to talk a little bit about it. But um, yep. sure. and then we can segue back to you. So Spencer went to yes. an opening last night, a book signing for Debbie yeah, Harry. Um, our, our friends, your your and my friends, uh, Chris and Debbie, had a major book signing at Bookmark. It mm-hmm. was full right. house last night, i got to tell you. And the people that showed up were amazing. And I had my picture taken with them and a Polaroid picture. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. and then I met them, and they've been my friends for years. But it was a great opening. The books we review, um, uh, uh, Debbie's book, Face It, and and. Chris's book, Point of View. So um, it was really great. Tommy Manzi, their manager, was there and greeted me at the mm-hmm. door and thanked me for coming. But he's he's a great manager. Uh, it was a really nice night, you know, and that champagne and it was a whole trip. But it was like oh, cool. uh, good vibes. I sent pictures out on face. I have a picture on Facebook of them. And um, um, the other thing I want to mention is that my partner Judith just got interviewed by. An event called She um, uh, 2020 She Rocks, uh, which is in LA, and it's held mm-hmm. every year for awards uh, for empowered women in music. Let's say so, but she is the. What makes it interesting? She's the first album cover design, legendary album cover designer to be interviewed, which is out of the norm of what they do. They just really like Susie Quattro mm-hmm. or musicians are interviewed. 
So I thought that was a very big thing in our life, and I had to mention that. And, Holly, you've got a couple of things oh, yeah. that you want to talk about that are very exciting. Oh, no, yeah, no. Um, I'm going to be working on a few things with some um, films mm-hmm. and uh, an organization that um, is, well, they started up a couple of years ago. I can't really discuss all the details right now. I discussed a little bit with you, but um, I'll be announcing that really shortly because I'm going to be joining it. And, um, yeah, and I I myself have a couple interviews coming up that are going to be done. One is going to be done for a magazine, and then another one is going to be a live interview, yeah, on women in radio and also entertainment. That is really kind of cool. Yeah. Very cool. And, you know, I was really excited. Yeah, no, Sarah, it was just like, it was like, wow. But, you know, I don't want to talk too much about myself, but I just want to say it's Friday, guys. And um, we're going into the weekend. I just wanted to say, (laughs) yeah, yeah, don't drink and drive, especially now (laughs) there's crazy weather. Um, We're expecting flooding again. Um, We've had like oh, a break God. in the rain for the last day and oh, a half. My God. We're going to have, yeah, because we had those fires, we're going to be getting a little bit of, mm-hmm. there's a flood watch right now. because Ho- of Holly has, i got to tell you something, Holly has either fires or flooding going on out there. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, the, the wow. whole, right, no the whole environment thing, right, Holly? The whole and environment no power. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Really oh, my crazy. God. It's just insane. Well, you know, since the fires a couple years ago in October, mm-hmm. things have just kind of like been so different out here. Wow. Um, we've always had a fire season, and harvest time seems to be always the time. You know, October yeah. is fire month out here, but we have fire red flag alerts all the time. But, you know, not to bump so many people out, but, you know, my heart goes out to all the people um, that may be listening and that um, we'll be listening later. Like I said, the show will be available on iTunes afterwards and on Red Velvet Media on demand. Um, I wanted to say that there are a lot of people that have lost their homes and, again, for the second time in this latest string of fires that we've had. And uh, good old PG&E keeps turning um, the power off and uh, it's affected a lot of businesses as well as people, you know. So Absolutely. I just want to say out there to everyone to enjoy the holidays coming up. We have um, some shows coming up in the next week or so, and then we're going to be taking a little bit of a break. But um, this is our first show in like three weeks, I think. Yeah, we've had a vacation. Right? Well, you yeah. know, you you were dealing with certain things, and I was dealing with certain things, so it was a good break yeah, for us. So, Thank you, right? But we're back. You know? We're back. And, uh, and listen, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, i, I got to bring on. this up, Holly. We're going to have our 10th anniversary show sometime next year, mm-hmm. um, you know, between the both of us, and it should be exciting. Ten years together on radio. Hello with famous mm-hmm. people. Wow. Between the both of our shows, it's famous people on our shows. <laughs> You know, what's really great about um, doing radio shows is talking to people like Sarah or talking to people that have a mission or they have a nonprofit or 
they're doing something for the environment or something like that. Yeah. I've been known to hop on the air when there's breaking news, Sarah. It's so funny. When Deepwater Horizon happened, I was on the I was on I was on the air at like nine o'clock, ten o'clock at night with the head of the Coast Guard doing a show. Because people were so devastated about everything that happened. And then again there's always breaking news. Um, we don't get into political stuff, even though we both have our own minds on political views. Um, yeah. The world being so crazy, but we do do a lot of breaking news type, um, or I do a lot of breaking news type of, um, you know, broadcast. Yeah. And I'm going to be doing a lot more on location stuff and oh, documentaries. Good. I'm going to start trying to do that. But you know, going into the new year, I just want to tell everyone that um, we're going to be doing a lot more next year, and. Uh, you're going to be seeing a lot more um, other things happening, like film and uh, documentaries and different things. So we're really excited about coming up in the new year. And I wanted to thank Sarah so much for being here. And uh, I hope everyone loves my voice. I've just gotten over, or I'm getting over, or whatever. I think I drank yeah. like you sound great. 10 cups of throat. You sound cool, no, I drank like yeah, 10 cups of throat coat before I did this show. So, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I know how that feels. Like, I mean, oh, I no, know I know you were just I, my heart goes out I remember you telling me that. Yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's been a crazy year. Like I said, like the like physical stress has like a real, or, you know, stress has a real physical oh, yeah. manifestation. It's Where so wild. But, and there's something going around. Oh, yeah, there's something going around here. And, uh, oh, it's been, been been crazy, the allergy season here in Nashville. So I've been drinking tons of throat coats. <laughs> I can totally feel your pain. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, like they say that right now, because I live on a vineyard, and the vineyards are, you know, they're kind of like in hibernation right now, but there's still a lot of stuff in the air. You know, oh, so, yeah. but I will well, happy that, healing to you, know, you and holidays, everyone out there. Yeah. And the holidays are here and uh, I want to make sure that everybody knows that we will be doing some shows and uh, um, to look for the lineup and that we were really grateful that you were able to make it today. And uh, I wanted to thank Spencer so much for being here today too. And, and thanks, um, bringing thank you, you onto the show. Yeah, no, absolutely. And um, thank you both very much. You know, for with that, just such a delight. Oh no. And you know, Sarah, I I totally am a firm believer of good people, and you're a good person, and I know that you're just going to persevere on everything. So thank you so much. It's so all, kind of you to say. All really good stuff. Good stuff. It thank it all you. Comes from a very good place in my heart. Yeah. Me too. Oh, Me too. thank yeah, you. Definitely. But y'all rock. Thanks again. Slow it down. No, absolutely. Sure. We love you. So look for this show again. It'll be on demand immediately afterwards on Red Velvet Media, and then it'll be on iTunes. And um, yeah, that's that's like what's happening, and we're just really grateful that we're able to bring this to the public. And they haven't started um, telling us what we can and can't do on the air. Although I have received a few notices about things. So things might be changing in the beginning of the year, but 
Um, it's all good. You know what I mean? It's, it's all really good stuff. Mm-hmm. So with that, I wanted to play Slow It Down. And, Spencer, did you have anything more you wanted to say before we end no, the show? No, I think show? that sort of wraps it up for me uh, tonight anyway, you know, and uh, – and uh, it's it's really exciting to do radio with Holly. I mean, she brought me into radio. We started a long time ago, and I brought a lot of people on. Which I, uh, on the Friday thing, Holly has her Wednesday shows, of course, and she brings people on. But uh, for me, it's been a big thing in my life, and I really love radio. And Holly, thank you so much for bringing that into my life. I just have to bring that of up. Of course. And she does a great thing. Holly yeah. does a great thing. And she and. One thing I love about, there's many things I love about Holly, but she has a great heart, and she's a great cook. Mm-hmm. Oh, don't you talk about. Is there <laughs> No. What's for dinner? Yeah, I love, that's a, that's a conversation to have another time, but let me tell you, I will be doing my cookbook this next year. Yay. Um, I love it. You can release I will. my recipe on Patreon. Yeah. No, just full yeah. ideas. Exactly. Exactly. And um, yeah, no. So that's that's that. Like, kind of like my little secret is that I love, I love to cook, you know, and create things, and uh, that's just kind of my outlet. So, yeah. And I want to give a shout out to my daughter if she's listening. She's not listening. Um, I want her to know I love her so much. No. I just yeah. have to say that. Yeah, no, it's really important. It's a very important time of the year. So um, with that, yeah. let's um, play Slow It Down. And uh, Spencer, thank you so much for being here, too. And Sarah, um, just hang in there. You're, you're, thank you. You're blasting it. it up. You're, you are. So with that, yep. we'll see you guys next <laughs> week. And uh, here you guys go. And... Uh, Again, it's Friday. Please don't drink and drive. It's just so important I say that. All right, here you guys go. Yo. I love this song, Sarah. Oh, it's great. Wow. It's great. Great song. Jump into the water, do the cannonball. To make the biggest splash Close your eyes, enjoy the ride We'll run until we run right out of gas We all stay so busy Letting all the best parts
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.